Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Purdy down the middle, and intercepted by Bynum. Purdy threw it right to him. 34 ticks left, trailing by five, needing to get into the end zone. Purdy steps through, floats in his pick, and that's it. Bynum gets another. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The voice of Joe Buck this past Monday on Monday Night Football. Brock Purdy throwing a couple interceptions. The Niners lose their second consecutive game. And I think the thought was, you know, is Brock Purdy going to bounce back on Sunday against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? Likely not going to have the opportunity to. Now, he hasn't been officially ruled out yet, but placed in the league's concussion protocol on a Wednesday. Like, if you've been following the concussion protocol this year, we've talked a lot about it. It is exceptionally unlikely that Purdy will start on Sunday. I think we can, like, begin to handicap this game as if Sam Darnold will be the 49ers starting quarterback. We will ask Brian Baltinger about Sam Darnold starting for the Niners against the Bengals coming up in just a second. But Brian Scalabrini. He joins us in 20 minutes talking NBA. Will Brinson, Eric Eager, and Matt Moore still to come? All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. But joining us right now is Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. Baldy is the host of the Odyssey original podcast, The Best Football Show. That's actually the name of it. It's a great name. I think it's awesome. Daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league. So if you follow Baldy on Twitter, which you should, at BaldyNFL, does his hashtag Baldy's Breakdowns, which get, like, shout-outs from players, which is how you know, like, this is something that's really awesome that NFL players love when Baldy does the breakdowns of them. This is like Baldy's Breakdowns in audio form. You got to check it out. The best football show wherever you find your podcasts. Baldy, welcome back to You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Happy Week 8. Well, thanks for that introduction, Nick and Ken. Good to be with you guys, man. How you doing? We're we're good, Baldy. I'm I'm sure you, it probably crossed your phone, or or you got a heads up from somebody about Sam Darnold starting in place of Brock Purdy that that's that's likely to happen now with Purdy and concussion protocol. So this can just be your first reaction. Like I, Nick and I haven't even had a lot of time to to process this and think about like what we want to bet in the game or like side and total what we like. But I can tell you that the Niners are now just a field goal favorite with Sam Darnold starting a quarterback, like. What, what do you think the drop-off is there? What have you seen from Darnold historically? Any insight you could provide on, on what you think this game is going to be like now, Niners and Bengals on Sunday, we'd love to hear it. Well, I mean, look, they, they liked Sam enough to trade Trey Lance, you know, who they made a bunch of trades and gave up a bunch of assets to get, and they gave up on him for what Sam has provided. We don't know what Sam's going to do yet. But I know this, Ken, like this 49ers offense was averaging – 33 points a game in the first five weeks, they're down to 17 points a game. So whether, you know, Sam or Brock is in there, 
I mean, they got to fix what's broken right now, and that is they're not getting the deep shots and the big plays in the offense right now against Cleveland and Monday night against Minnesota. And so, and then all of a sudden, turnovers have creeped in to the quarterback play. So they've had chances in both games, uh, Cleveland and Minnesota, to win the game at the end. They, the, the quarterback couldn't do it or the kicker couldn't do it. So that's not what good teams typically do. But Sam, you know, Sam is a good processor. He's far more athletic than people probably realize. He can move. He can get out of harm's way. Uh, he has been prone to make mistakes, whether it was at USC, whether it's the Jets, Carolina, he makes mistakes. Puts the ball on the ground, gets the ball out of his hands. I'm sure that Lou Anaromo, the defense coordinator of Cincinnati, has pulled every single turnover Sam has had from the Rose Bowl game at USC uh, up until last year in Carolina to show some of the errors that he makes in the pocket, out of the pocket. And some of them unforced errors. So that's really what I think Cincinnati is, is going to prey upon that they can create those turnovers. And if they do, I think San Francisco is going to have a hard time. Because I think Joe Burrow is all the way back. And Jamar Chase is open every play, as he said he was. And so I think the 49ers are up against it. Like, I think Cincinnati can go in there and win this game on, on this, this weekend. Uh, so just I just want to, like, because I think this is all really new right now. And, Baldy, I think everyone loves your analysis and respects your analysis, obviously. So, like, you think the Bengals are going to win the game with Sam Darnold starting on Sunday? I, I don't know if it even makes a difference. Like, I think Cincinnati is uh, all systems go here. Like, this defense is, is very, very good. Um, they're proven that they can win in January. They're well coached, and the whole question was, could the quarterback move anymore? Or is he just going to be a, a wooden, you know, uh, silo back there and not be able to? But his movement's good. Um, San Francisco's still a good football team, but we've all watched him score 17 points two weeks in a row, Nick. Like, I'm not sure that regardless who's that quarterback, if they can fix what's not working right now. Baldy, let's talk about another like quarterback injury game, and that'll be the game that you'll be on the national radio call for this week, the Browns and the Seahawks in Seattle, where Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski makes it official earlier today. And like we don't have to get into like the like the, what the hell, whatever the hell's going on with Deshaun Watson. Um, we know that he's not playing this week. PJ Walker will be the Browns quarterback. We're noting like two and zero they are like with PJ Walker. He didn't start the game last week, but he came in and they did beat the Indianapolis Colts. Whatever help they got from the refs at the end, they did still win the game and they are four and two. So it's PJ Walker and the Browns visiting Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Um, Baldy, now with this news in tow that it'll be PJ Walker, Seattle is more than a three point favorite in the market. Seattle minus three and a half. So, like, PJ Walker and the Browns with that defense can lose this game by three and still win the bet. What do you think we see in the game that you'll be on the call for this Sunday, the Seahawks and the Browns? Well, I mean, look, if Miles Garrett plays like Superman, like he did last week, gives the Browns a chance. Um, I don't know if he's going to block a field goal or force two fumbles and force a fumble that ends up, you know, for a touchdown. I mean, he, he basically won the game for Cleveland. Um, but the Browns' defense got pierced badly by the Colts' running game. Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, and that's exactly what Seattle wants to do. And so I, I think Cleveland's defense will travel. I think they're still very, very good. But Seattle is just an amazing team. They play they – play Jake Bobo and Jackson Smith and Jigba, they both caught touchdown passes last week. They've got two rookie linemen in there playing. You couldn't tell the difference um, with the way that Bradford and Oluwatimi played inside for them. They're just an amazing team, uh, how they overcome these things. 
Like, I think Seattle – I think Seattle can win this game. Like I, I look, nothing against PJ, and he's two and zero. But if Cleveland's defense can't create the takeaways like they did last week, and you know block the kicks and the stuff they did, like I think Seattle's a better overall team right now. Baldy, one of the the really stunning upsets last weekend, and Nick and I teased the Bills. We just needed them to beat the Patriots. Like they beat the Patriots, we we win our bet because the other games came through. Of course, the Patriots win the game outright. Like a, a really stunning upset uh, for the Bills. Uh, just like another loss, which I, I don't think anybody was really expecting. And now the Bills will try to kind of turn things around on a short week, and they'll play tomorrow night against we think Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mayfield technically listed questionable, like. Right now, there's no kind of like smoke that he's going to miss the game. We'll just need more reporting about it. So we can assume it's Mayfield for now. Really just want to ask you about the Bills, though. Like what happened against the Patriots? They're favored by eight and a half against Tampa. Do you think they can beat Tampa Bay by margin? Well, I mean, one thing the Patriots did against the Bills is they ran the ball really effectively. The best they've run it all year. Um, You know, both Ramondre and Ezekiel had good games. And they won the line of scrimmage. Now, Tampa doesn't have any ability to do that. This is the worst rushing football team I've seen. This is two years in a row now. Like, they can't gain three yards when they run the ball. And so, you know, it just makes it tough on Baker to try to get him out of every third down, to, you know, make these deep shot throws to Evans and, you know, uh, Godwin, who doesn't have a touchdown catch after seven weeks. He still doesn't have a touchdown catch. So, I just feel like Tampa, like, they're just not equipped to beat Buffalo. And I know Buffalo struggled last week. They just, you know, they, they, they couldn't convert. They couldn't score down in the red zone. They, they just had a hard time sustaining offense. Nothing is on rhythm. Um, they run the ball okay, but they, nothing in the passing game is on rhythm. Everything is off schedule. And that looks good at times, and it's good for the highlights sometimes. But it's not a way to, to sustain offense. So they're struggling on that side of the ball. They're up and down. They haven't come close to scoring like they did maybe the first three weeks of the season. So I, I, I feel like Tampa doesn't have what it takes to beat their defense right now. They just don't have the running game you need, like the Patriots did last week, to control the line of scrimmage and control the game. And, you know, Mac Jones, because of that, played really efficient football against them. And that's not really how Tampa plays. Yeah. Oh, Nick's muted, Baldy. Sorry, Nick was asking a question, but he's muted right now. Let me ask you about the Patriots, Baldy, like the others, the flip side of that coin. So Bills are a big favorite on Thursday night. You talked about how maybe Tampa can't provide a lot of resistance, or sorry, can't run the ball and kind of can't do some of the things that the Patriots were able to do. You said something there. You thought the Patriots ran the ball better than they run it in any game this year. I'm sure you're right. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, like you can run the ball on Miami. The Chargers ran the ball for like 250 yards on the Dolphins. Do you think the Patriots can play another really competitive game against this time against Miami instead of Buffalo, the Patriots, Baldy, are nine and a half point underdogs. So like really, really big underdogs in the game. Do you think they can keep this game close like how they kept last week close? Well, I mean, they lost 24-17 the first time they played. And Christian Gonzalez had an interception that was a big play in the game, kept them in the game. Um, you know, they, they stayed in it. They just, you know, they, they really prevented Miami from getting any explosive plays. I think they got one play down the field to Waddle. The whole day, they played their safeties back. They they kept it in front of them. Um, you know, last week they they spied Josh Allen with uh, Jawan Bentley. It was a great game plan. Josh Allen didn't beat him in the run game. He uh, he was flushed from the pocket a number of times. Didn't make good throws on the run. Like that's not really what you do to Miami. You don't play that style. So they'll come up with a different plan. But 
I thought, look, if you hold Miami to 24 points, you know, you got a chance to win the game, like, I, or at least cover. And I think New England has shown this year that outside of the game against the Saints where they were just awful, um, they've shown for the most part this year that they can keep the score down. They get against the Eagles, who's a good offensive team. Like, they know how to prevent the big plays from happening. And Miami feasts off those. When they're going good, they blow teams out. They have a high point total. But when they don't get those big plays, and that's what New England's challenge is, like, they struggle like a lot of other teams. A couple more minutes here with Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger with Nick and Ken here. You better you bet on a wonderful football Wednesday. Baldy, Titans and the Falcons in Tennessee. Atlanta's a three-point road favorite. Will Levis likely to start for the Titans. What do you think we see from Will Levis, the Titans' likely starting quarterback? And, like, is there a difference between him and Desmond Ritter in this game? Yeah. Uh, Ritter's been hot and cold. He was good last week. He was horrible the week before. Um, although he fumbled a couple times last week. I think I like Atlanta's defense, to be honest with you. I like the way they're playing. Um, they're really good at every level right now. And so I think, you know, I don't know what Tennessee is doing. I don't know how you ever let Kevin Byer get out of your building. The guy's a great player, a great teammate, a great person. I don't know how you let him go for what they did to Philadelphia. But it's got to be a bad message, you know, right now. And so I don't know what to expect from Will Evans. He's got a big, strong arm. You know, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to show it off like he did at the Combine. He's got a cannon. He wants to show it off. Great. But, you know, those are low, usually low-percentage throws down the field like that. So let's just see if he can run the offense, if they can get the running game going. Um, I like Atlanta in this game. Uh, you know, last week, B. John Robinson had, a, you know, I don't know if he was sick or what his situation was, but they look good offensively, even without B. John. He should be better and more ready to go this week. But Tyler Algier – um, you know, they were – Cordero Patterson, they were really good running the football. And I think their offense line is, is really sound. I, I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta to win the division uh, all year long, and they got a chance to take another step towards that this week. I like them in Tennessee. Well, do we have time for one more game probably? I want to ask you about Panthers, Texans, and just what you've seen on tape so far from both C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, number one, number two pick in the draft. They'll obviously face each other in this game. The game's in Carolina. Stroud and Houston, a three-point road favorite. So betting market like really thinks they're much better than Carolina right now. Carolina obviously switching play callers. Frank Reich no longer calling the plays. Thomas Brown will call the plays. Do you think that's a big deal? And in about a minute here, who do you, who do you think is going to win between Stroud and Bryce Young? Well, I think – C.J. Stroud has been, outside of the first game of the season, he's been excellent. I mean, Nico Collins is their number one receiver. Nobody thought he'd be a number one. But with C.J. Stroud throwing it to him, he's a legit number one receiver. And then if you just add, you know, all the other pieces around Robert Woods and Tank Dell and the guys they have, I like, I like Houston. I love C.J. Stroud. But I also love the way Houston's defense is playing. Like, they just have pieces that people don't, aren't paying attention to. But, you know, and it's not just Will Anderson or Jalen Petrie. Like, they've got good pieces right now that they can rush the passer. They're good against the run. But Houston looks like they're just further along in the development, not just of the quarterback, but of the whole team right now. They, they look like they're just more advanced than what Carolina has shown so far. Baldy, awesome stuff, man. We love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate you making the time. Uh, safe travels. 
coming up this weekend at the Pacific Northwest for the call of the game. And make sure you check out the Best Football Show. That's the name of it, and it's a great name because Baldy's on it, so it's going to be the best. The Best Football Show with our guy Baldy on the Odyssey app. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. My friend, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the games. Have a great call. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Ken. Talk to you next week. See you guys. Our friend, our friend Brian Baldinger here with us on You Better, You Bet. Uh, great to have you on, Baldy. Also, I disagree with you on almost everything you said. No. Great to have you. Wait, and that just who's going to win? I don't think you disagree on like why he thinks the teams are going to win. Yes. Just like yes. the the sort of the conclusion, right? And it's, it's uh, we asked him about Purdy to start with, just to give an update on that market real quick with the Bengals Niners, just because like happening in real time during the show. You always wonder when there's a piece of quarterback injury news, is there going to be resistance? The market drops, drops, drops. Like when are people going to step in and play the opposite side? Uh, the answer to that was three. So every time that this hit Niners minus three, it got bet. There are no more threes. We're just three and a half everywhere. So you want your resistance point? There it was. That's the Niners and the Bengals. Ken and I will talk about that more coming up next hour on the show. But Brian Scalabrini joins us next, talking NBA tonight.